everyone. Welcome back to JCM Prepare the Way. My name is Carol. And I'm Mallory. And we just want to welcome you back to our podcast. And you know, we haven't done this in a while, Mallory, but let's talk about talk about Jeremiah's Call Ministries for a minute, mm-hmm. because that's what we're both part of out here in Colorado. And it's a ministry that's based off of Colossians 1.28, which says, Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom to present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Preach, warn, and teach. And so it is our heart to be to speak the truth unapologetically to help you mature in your faith and to help ourselves mature in our faith because we hold ourselves accountable to this too. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we come at all of these podcasts. We really want to speak truthfully, even about hard topics. And uh, today is no exception because mm-hmm. we're continuing in our short series on parables. And today is the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. Actually, I do you want to say something? Um, yeah. And I think it's just so fun going through these and thinking of that. And I've just realized, you know, as I've gone through these, that we're learning as we go through these as well. And every episode, it's just, we hold ourselves to that standard as well. And the things that we're talking about, I'm trying to change in my life too. So it's fun. And I don't know. I just wanted to say (laughs) it is fun. No, thanks for sharing. Well, so the second parable, um, or the next parable in our series is the parable of the talents. And it's found in Matthew 25, um, verses 14 to 30. But before we start the parable, I want to kind of stay with um, that feedback we received about mm-hmm. speaking Christianese, you know, yeah. um, and I just want to, I think it's a good idea to start with understanding what the word talent is. So when he says the parable of the talents, what does that mean? Well, the Greek word used here is talenton, talenton, whichever way you want to pronounce it. And it actually means a balance as like when they would support weights. So it's a certain weight that comes from like a coin or a sum of money. So keep that in mind. It applies to money. It applies to resources. Keep that in mind as we read through it. And I just want to say this, that as we said in the parable of the sower, you know, parables are given to show a comparison to something. And in most cases with Jesus, it's to show a comparison to the kingdom of God. And some of those parables about the kingdom relate to the impact of Christ's return. And that's what this parable is like today. And the other parables that relate to the impact of his return is the faithful and wise servant, the 10 virgins, which I think we're covering Mm -hmm. soon, Uh, the parable of the talents, which is today, and then also the parable of the sheep and goat nations. So keep that in mind as you read through parables on your own as well, and as we read through this today. So I'm going to go ahead and read this. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, You delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. 
He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he who will have abundance, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So good. Thanks for reading that. I love this parable. And I think that this is such a good one to remind us of today. And what I love so much about it is that God is reminding us. He's reminding us that he has given us all something. You know, we may have been given five talents. We may have been given two talents. But, I mean, we have to look at it. No one in the parable was given nothing. And what God has given us, it's so incredibly valuable. And we see that the two was as valuable as the, like he was so joyful over the two versus the five when they came back and that they all have the ability if we decide to produce so much more than we were originally given. And I felt that that's really what God was speaking to us today through this episode is that God has given each of you something. He sees each of us with extreme value and that's why he's given us something. You know, you are of value. You have talents, you have abilities, you have something to give. And I really think that the key of taking the talents and making them into more is just to start realizing what you have. You know, each person in the parable who they who received a talent before they went out and multiplied, you know, they had to stop and look down at their hands and realize what had they been given? You know, the one who had 10 had to say, okay, I have 10 talents in my hand. And then he had to strategize. He had to think, what am I going to do with this to make it profitable? Same with the person with five. Okay. I have five talents. And I think where there might be a lack in producing more talents in people today is people don't understand what they have in their hands. I think this is one problem with it. You know, they don't realize that God has given them this potential potential to produce more like the people in the parable. And I would say that comparison, everyone would say this, is one of the biggest killers in society today. I mean, we see it all around. From And from comparison, there's Sam's greed, ungratefulness, satisfaction, dissatisfaction. or dissatisfaction. Yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah. And just really this unending cycle of spinning your wheels, trying to obtain things that, you know, we probably weren't even meant to have in the first place because that's not what God gave us. And, you know, from mm. that place, if we are more focused on what we don't have, we miss the understanding of what we do have, what we have in our hands right now and what we are to work with, not 10 years from now. You know, when the, when the Lord handed out to his servants, the talents, you know, let's say to the one who received five, you know, he didn't say, okay, now let's wait here 10 more years until you can have two more so you can do more with it. 
No, he didn't do that. He sent those people into action right away. And I think if we're always in the future of what we want, I mean, we see this everywhere. You know, we miss those gifts, those talents, those abilities that we're to be using right now today that someone out there so desperately needs. You know, there are people all around us that are in desperate need today of receiving what God has given us. And so I encourage you, you know, stop, ask the Lord, what are those talents that you've given me? You know, I think a lifestyle of gratitude really cultivates an understanding of what God has given you. And so I think that that's a really good place to start. No, that is also true, Mallory, and so well said. I loved what you said about a couple things. Um, strategizing, number one, understand what you've been given and then how best to use what God has given you. And that is key. You know, what is the will of the Lord? I mean, first we know it's to know him and of course then to make him known. So what does that look like for you? But then I thought the other thing you said was really good too is, you know, start with what you've got. Quit waiting for something else to be given you or quit looking at what somebody else has been given. And and then you go into that process of comparison of, well, I can't do it like them or I can't, I don't have that ministry that they have or I don't have that position that they have. And stop doing that and just start working immediately with what you're given. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the servants who make a profit in this parable, they each gain 100%. Consider that. The one who had five gains, he gained five. The one who had two gained two. And the words of commendation are exactly alike for both. Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. So whether they had five or two, they received the same commendation because they each had the same amount of gain for what they were given. The Lord does not commend the five-talent servant more than the two-talent servant, which is the point you were making. Mm -hmm. And so this tells us that what he's here for, that what we're here for, what he wants from us is increase. And because the servants were faithful, no matter how much they were given, he gave them that same, that same compliment. And that's the whole point. Friends, God is looking, he's looking for faithfulness rather than success in his overseers, in his children. And note that each of these servants who are rewarded, they're rewarded with corresponding authority in God's kingdom. Think about that one. In other words, the way we serve in this life will determine our position in the kingdom of God throughout all of eternity. And that is something definitely to ponder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, I think too that we have to remember that those talents that were given to us to serve others and um, we're, they're given to us to serve others and to produce more. And they're not just given for our enjoyment. You know, remember, God blessed Israel so that they could be a blessing, so that the other nations could know God through Israel. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we're called to do, be a blessing. Which brings us to the third unfaithful servant. You know, we can't talk about this parable without addressing the difficult truth found with the servant who was given one talent. First, he acts out of fear, which is not a right motive in serving the Lord. You know, there's a fear that is reverence, but that's not what this is talking about. You know, love should be our motive for serving the Lord. You know, as Paul explains in 2 Corinthians 5.14, he says, the love of Christ compels us or constrains us. So that is the only fruitful motivation for service to start with. But I want to point out a lesson with this servant other than that, that is equally important for all Christians. 
is that he says laziness is wickedness. The Lord said this to the man, you wicked and lazy servant. Don't miss this point. Most churches out there, many in the body of Christ, we won't tolerate something like drunkenness, for example, but we will tolerate laziness. And actually God's condemnation of laziness is more severe than his condemnation of drunkenness in the Bible. Did you know that? You know, we have people and I've hesitated whether or not I I, want to say this or not, but I'm going to say it anyway, and you can just be mad at me, I guess. We have people in the body of Christ who really do very little for God, especially in taking the time to get to know him. People who are too lazy to read their Bible, too lazy to get up and pray, too lazy to go serve somewhere, but they'll come to church on a Sunday. They're nice to everybody. They do nobody any harm, and they put a little money in the collection plate, and we don't think of them as wicked, but according to this parable, Jesus does. I mean, ouch. I'm sure I was that person early in my walk, although I was pretty starving when I became a Christian. But that's a stinger for sure. He says laziness is wickedness. Read through the whole book of Proverbs about sin and the danger of laziness and slothfulness. I think uh, Proverbs spells it out pretty clearly. And one such verse is found in Proverbs 15, 19, where it says, The way of the lazy man is like a hedge of thorns, but the way of the upright is a highway. And that whole proverb, you know, it's hard to get out of a pattern of laziness, out of a pattern of consumer Christianity, right? Where we make it all about us. It's all about receiving and not about pouring out. You know, it takes real work to want to change your motivation and direction, but it's got to come from a place of love. You've got to want to serve him. You've got to want to get to know him. No one's going to make you get up at 4 a.m. to pray. No one's going to make you open your Bible. You've got to have the motivation to do that yourself and spend time with him and build that relationship. Because from that is how you're then going to work and use everything God gave you, gifts and all the other things to go and serve the body. And so what does this man say to the lazy servant after he condemned him? You ought to have have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own interest. Well, what does that mean for us? Well, if you aren't going to do anything, if you're not going to pray, if you're not going to study your Bible, if you're not going to serve, and I'm not talking if you're physically unable to serve, then support someone who is doing something. Mm -hmm. Invest your talent, so to speak, in the ministry of another Someone whose ministry is actually bringing forth fruit. That's the whole point of that part of the parable. Give somebody else your contribution. Invest it somewhere else. So at least God is getting some type of a return on his investment. Because sadly, it's the one talent person who fails. They convince themselves that there is not much they can accomplish. And I think you pointed that out a minute ago. And there are many Christians out there who think this way. And I hope you don't out there. It's such a lie from the pit of hell that you can't offer anything to the body of Christ. And it's a terribly dangerous attitude to have. And we want to encourage you. You have something to offer. You have something. Start with getting to know him and then let him take it from there. But you are a very, 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 very important part of the body of Christ. Don't ever forget that. And don't let anybody ever tell you different. Because what happened? Well, the Lord took his one talent and he gave it to someone else who would do something with it. 
You know, if you use what God has given you, this, this passage, this parable says he's going to give you more, but if you don't, you're going to lose it. And the choice is ours every day. And note something very important and very serious at the end of this parable. The rejection of this unfaithful servant was final. He was cast into outer darkness. And where he went, there was weeping and gnashing of teeth. And that's a phrase that Jesus mentions, I believe, five times in the New Testament to describe a certain category of people. Those who have known all about him, those who have heard the truth, those who have been close to it perhaps all their life, but never really committed themselves. And there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth because they will suddenly realize they were so close all their lives, they could have stepped in at any moment, but they never did. And now they are shut out forever. And that is a very difficult truth to swallow. And it's a very difficult truth that we don't discuss within the body of Christ. Yeah. Thanks for going over that. I mean, I've never heard that in church before. <laughs> Have any of you guys out there? You know, but it's these parables that are, you know, we do, we focus so much on the talents and what are our talents? And I'm going to go over that. I am going to go over yeah. those <laughs> nice parts. You always go over the nice part. I go over the mean parts. Good cop, bad cop. That's <laughs> exactly what we are. Oh my gosh. We should have retitled our podcast, Good Cop, Bad Cop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. This is so funny. <sighs> But you said so many good things in there. And I wanted to, I have a few comments on what you said. I think one is that the laziness, ouch, is right, that he calls it wicked. And wait, how do I skip past that in my Bible? I'm like, <laughs> oh, the talents, you know. But um, I think that there's this culture of laziness that's created that we need to be very careful of. I mean, I think of T-shirts that are made like Netflix and chill and I'm so tired I can't even – and it's kind of become part of our culture and it's kind of become this cool thing to be lazy and sit on your couch and watch TV. And so just to encourage you, don't fall into that. But I think the second thing I liked what you said is that, you know, that servant, he was motivated out of fear and um, what we're supposed to be motivated out of love. And I heard this, I don't remember who said this, but this quote will always stay with me. It's um, a lover will always outwork a worker. And I love that so mm. much. Isn't that That's beautiful? Good. That's good. If we are in relationship with God, if we come and sit at his feet every day and we are in this love affair with Jesus, we will work out of love for him. Mm. And so that is the key motivation. And so I love that. But mm. I am going to get into the sweet practicals <laughs> um, because, you know, I love the practicals. So, you know, what are your talents? And I'm sure most of you have heard this if you've been in church, maybe some of you, have, if you've been in church circles. But, you know, I've heard this for a while. Um, I don't know if you have, Carol, but what are your talents? Okay, talents, you're that's from the parable, like the money. Um, but they're your time, your talents or giftings, your abilities and your treasure, which is your finances. And I even want to add one more in today, which is also your voice and then a listening ear. <laughs> Cause I think that's important, um, that we all have to give. And, you know, I think for each category, depending on what season you're in, you know, it'll change. You'll have more in one season and less in another. Um, but really God has given each of us all of these things. And so let's break this down. So first we have our time and you know, for me, 
I'm in a season where I'm raising littles and I don't have an abundance of time, but I could so easily say, well, I'm so busy. I'm so busy, you know, but God still wants to use what I have. And I need to remember, I can't exempt myself from this. And, you know, I think one of the sweetest things that we can do is take time and to meet with people and invite someone over for coffee or to your house and to listen to them, ask them how they're doing, where are they at in life? What do they need prayer for? When people do this for me, it makes such a big impact in my life. And people are crying out in the world right now to be listened to, to be loved, for people to take time for them, to glue, take their eyes off their glued screen and actually look at people in a conversation. I'm just going to say that right now. If I'm sitting with someone at coffee and they just keep taking out their phone and keep looking at their phone, it is so hurtful to people. And so just remember that. But I want to call you out, Carol, because I think that you're so good at this. You know, we had oh, a no, retreat. Do I look at my screen? No, 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 oh. no. No, you're so good with people. You, um, We had a retreat in the spring and a Jeremiah's Call retreat, and we're going to have some more coming up. So look for them in the future. Um, but there were so many people. Most of the people at that retreat felt like they were your best friend, like so cared for, mm. so seen by you in this big group of people. And, you know, you could so easily be someone, you know, we look at her and we're like, she has so many talents. She's doing all these Bible studies, but you still take time for people and that changes mm. people. And I just love Thank that. You. That's what I honor so much about you is that we can have so many skills, but I think our greatest asset that we have is our time mm-hmm. and listening to people. And so, sweet. yeah, I, I just appreciate you. It's really encouraging. Um, and then next we have our, you know, our skills or our abilities. And, you know, this is a fun one. Get with the Lord. This is really unique to you. You know, um, what are the skills that God has already given to you? And, you know, remember, God has given each of us this. And, you know, I actually think of your sister, Karen. Uh-huh. I think this is a great example for this. You know, what does this look like? She is an amazing, talented artist. And she paints these beautiful paintings that the Lord tells her to paint. And, I mean, when you see them, you can feel the presence of the Lord. They just point to the character and to the nature of God. And so this is a great example because she's using her. Oh, and also Karen was on one of our podcasts. Oh, she, she was. was. She, she was, was the one the, about praying over your home. Yeah. So go back and yeah, listen to that. That's right. Um, she was in town. So we yeah. had her on that. That's right. That's great. But that's such a perfect example of, oh my goodness, she was made with this amazing talent where she mm-hmm. could just paint these paintings and, you know, put them over her home and her just enjoying them. But she, she gives them to people. She, she gives them to people and they're extraordinary. Yeah. 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 And it draws people into the kingdom. Thousands and thousands. She could probably make so much, she could probably make so much money off her paintings. Oh, yes. But she blesses people with them. It's really incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So that is such a perfect example. Get creative. What has God made you to do? Do you like to paint cards or I am not creative. So my other sister does the cards. Oh yeah. Your sister does cards. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Another sister does cards. Family. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's That's so true. So I guess that's one I have to think of because I'm like, I wish I could paint like, (laughs) you know, what are my talents? But Mm -hmm. so that's that one. So then next we have our treasure, which is our finances. And, you know, you might be in this spot where you can donate thousands and thousands of dollars to different organizations who are making just an amazing impact for the kingdom and changing the world. And that is amazing. And that is what God has blessed you with. And keep doing that. And if you are in that place, do that with your talents. That's what God has given you. But also don't exclude yourself if you're not in that place as well. You know, I think of, you know, they say, you can think of people who just say, well, when I make this much money, I'll give. 
but we're not to wait. We're to be faithful with every single thing that God gave us. And maybe you only have a little bit in your bank account, but buying someone a coffee goes a really long way. You know, that is so cute. You know how people so will pay. I mean, you know I mean, I didn't mean to say cute, but you know what I mean? Anyway, you know how people pay. <laughs> you know how people pay it forward, like when you're in a drive-thru for yeah, coffee and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I, I can't. And I don't like to tell anything that I do when I do stuff. You know, you're not supposed to tell your right hand what your left hand's doing. Yeah. But I'm just going to share this really quick. I was in the drive-thru for Starbucks, and I kept looking in my rearview mirror, and it was – um, an older woman, it looked like maybe she was driving her elderly mother whose head was just leaning on the window. And I just thought of my mother who I lost a couple years ago, but, um, I, I was, I didn't even care how much their order was. I'm just like, make sure you get whatever they have in the back, you know, in, the, in that oh, car behind uh-huh. me, because it just, they looked like they needed a blessing, you mm-hmm. know? And it just, um, it was, and it made my heart happy because, I thought of my mother, you know, and it thought of just an elderly. Anyway, I don't, it's just an, it's another example in your practical Mm -hmm. um, application here. Oh my gosh. And being a recipient of coffee is, makes your day. Yeah. (laughs) It's so sweet. My sister was actually in the Starbucks line and she had someone in front of her. There were these two teenage girls and they paid for her coffee. And she was like, like how are these teenage girls paid for my, but it made her day. I mean, and then she told me about it and it, it makes a difference in people. And so don't think that you have to have these thousands of dollars to make someone's day, you know? So, so that's treasure. And then lastly, we have our voice and also a listening ear, you know, that probably could go in one of the categories you could say, but you know, but with our voice, you know, we can give a word of encouragement. We can tell people about the gospel and the character and the nature of Jesus. And we've all been given this, you know, it might look different for some people, but we all have a way to communicate. And so, you know, and you could say, but well, this person, so-and-so is just so much better at sharing the gospel than I am. You know, but I would actually say that it's really a skill that we're all to grow in. And it's really a muscle that's to be strengthened you know, I think that we're all created to communicate so differently and that's where it gets fun. Like God created us in different ways, but each way is so necessary for different people on this earth to experience. And so again, just understand the way that God has created you to communicate to others, to be an encouragement, just to work with what you have and listen to people, love on people. Like I said, with your time, that kind of goes with time, but just remember that God has given you something of value. Mm -hmm. That is great. Yeah. You know, remember that, um, you out there, me, we, you know, Mallory and I sitting here, we're all stewards of the mysteries of God, which is his gospel, but also stewards of his gifts, whether it's your spiritual gifts he's given you, whether it is your treasure, whether it is your time, whether it is your possessions, everything. Don't forget, we are merely stewards. We own nothing. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, Think about that. Don't forget what Paul wrote to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 4, or chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. He says, this is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. So take some time today. We encourage you to examine your life and examine examine the routines in your day. Examine maybe what you have that you didn't realize you had, or maybe what you might be withholding, Mm -hmm. and then figure out what you can do with it and where you can make an impact for the kingdom of God and an impact in what he has given you. And so we just hope that today's 
podcast blesses you and gives you some things to think about. And if you ever want to reach out and drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you guys. Please email us at preparetheway at jcmcolorado.com. Take care. Thank you.